Have you ever wondered what it's like to come to Boise, Idaho? Like, what is the food like? What are the people like? What's the atmosphere like? Well, today I'm joined by a journalist who covers the Kentucky Wildcats, who was here for the first and second rounds of the NCAA basketball tournament, and he's going to give his experiences that he had during his four-day stay in Boise. You're not going to want to miss this discussion on the Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time Boo! What's up, everybody? Welcome out to another episode of the Game Time Guru Podcast. Today, I am joined by the founder and editor of GoBigBlueCountry.com, a Kentucky Wildcat journalist, Mr. Sean Smith. Sean, thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, it's, it's not a problem at all. Thanks for having me. For sure. And we've got a great discussion coming up for you guys today. So, Sean, could you start by maybe discussing how you got GoBigBlueCountry.com started and how this all began? Yeah, um... GoBigBlueCountry.com, it was sort of a random thing for me that I started in fall of 2016. Uh, my my major is actually in elementary education, uh, but I grew up a Kentucky fan, you know, diehard, know a lot about the program, not just basketball, football, all the sports. And uh, someone told me that I should maybe share my thoughts about it. So it started off as just a hobby, just a personal blog. Well, Kentucky fans, it's I mean, it's it's crazy when you give them something, they want more of it. So it just quickly became something bigger. Now it's turned into one of the major outlets here in the state of Kentucky. So it's now turned into me not being a school teacher and me being a full-time media journalist. That's such a cool story because you're actually doing something that you're passionate about, something that I would love to do. That's why I've started my podcast. I want to eventually be able to be in your position where I can do something that I love and uh, get paid to do it, essentially. Now, Speaking of podcasts, do you happen to have your own podcast to go along with your website? I do. It's uh, it's under the same title, Go Big Blue Country, and you can find it on iTunes just by searching Go Big Blue Country, and you'll get all my episodes there. And it's more, it's not just me coming on and talking. That's how it started for the first five or six episodes, but then I got the idea to bring on former Kentucky players, and then I bring on some of the national media members from ESPN, Fox Sports, uh, a couple of guys that play in the NBA, stuff like that. I bring them on and have them on for 15 to 20 minute interviews. And the fans have really seemed to attach to that, you know, along with the reading on the website. So it's, it's, they really go hand in hand really well. And, uh, I've got Laura Rutledge from ESPN coming on tomorrow to talk about the South Regional coming up. So it's just, it's another way to reach people because not everybody wants to read, but they'll love to listen to, I mean, I'm sure you know this, 15, 20, 25 minute episodes. For sure, and I think that's so awesome that you're actually breaching that audio market as well as the market for those who want to still, you know, read content that's on a website. So you're hitting two two different markets there, two different sets of people, um, and I think that's awesome. It's a great way to reach out to different fans. Now, what I wanted to talk about, Sean, is this first and second round of the NCAA tournament. Um, you guys actually came here 
to Boise. Now, Boise, we got one of the best draws we've had in quite some time. In fact, probably the best draw we've ever had as far as hosting the tournament. We had some awesome programs here. We had Gonzaga that's about six hours away um, in Spokane. We had my Ohio State Buckeyes show up to uh, play in Boise, which was the first time for me to ever, you know, have the Buckeyes in town, which is kind of cool. Um, and then we obviously had the big schools like Arizona and you guys, the Kentucky Wildcats. Um, I want to know what your first, in, you know, your initial thoughts were when you guys found out that you were actually coming to Boise, because normally, you know, you're, you're playing out there in the Southeastern conference, but what was your thoughts when you found out that you were coming to Boise for the first round of the tournament? Well, we had been expecting it, you know, for about four to five weeks. Every bracket prediction you looked at was either San Diego or Boise. Well, you know, Boise, it, it, it was, it's not convenient for us, for sure. We're used to staying on the East Coast, usually Indianapolis, Memphis. There was a location in Nashville this year. If Kentucky could have got to a three seed. And I'm not sure if you're familiar, but when Kentucky goes to Nashville, it's like 20,000 Kentucky fans follow them. So at first, so at first, you know, there's no convenient way to get to Boise, but it's a hidden gem. That's what I found out for just being there for three to four days. It's to me, my first reaction was, ah, here we go. I don't want to have to travel 2,000 miles from home to do the first and second round because really, this team is so young. We didn't even know if they would advance, but everything worked out. Now they're going to Atlanta. But, yeah, my first reaction was I was let down. But once I stepped out and spent my first day in Boise, I actually really enjoyed the trip, and I actually hated to leave on Saturday night. It's really cool to hear that from somebody uh, that you didn't want to leave because myself, I've always wanted to leave Idaho. So hearing somebody that didn't want to leave is really refreshing, actually. I thought it was really cool how um, a lot of the schools went to the local high schools to practice. And um, I remember the the newspaper was talking about uh, Coach Calipari was um, speaking with some of the high school coaches. And he took time out of his day uh, during the the practice session uh, to talk to the coaches for like 10 minutes. Like he didn't act like he was too big for anybody. Um, He he spoke to those people like they were normal people. He didn't act like he was too big. Um, And that was one of the things that was was really cool to me um, that these high profile teams such as Kentucky and the high-profile coach uh, came here and and didn't act like they were above anybody else. And I think that's what a lot of the the locals loved here. Now, one question I do have for you, though, is so you get here. um, Did you have any downtime while you were in Boise? Friday was the day that we had the most, you know, because we just had the interviews with the team. I think I worked maybe three hours total on Friday. So, unfortunately, it rained and had a little bit of a mixture of snow. But uh, Friday was good. We uh, we went out to dinner. You know, we went to a place called Tin Roof Tacos. Everybody told me, go to Tin Roof Tacos. And so we went there, uh, fell in love with the place. A couple of people actually went three or four times before the weekend was over. And then we went out to Old Chicago's Pizza, I think, downtown. Really good experience there. Uh, ran into a lot of Kentucky fans and a lot of locals that uh, the locals were really interested you know, and talking about Kentucky basketball. And the thing that I that I like the most about it is I had, I think, six or seven different people eventually reach out to me on Twitter and tweet me te- wishing us good luck in our game on Saturday. And I'm like, what? This doesn't happen anywhere else. So, you know, something like that, that was uh, really eye-opening to me about the place and how welcoming everybody was. That's really interesting that you said that because in Idaho, we go through all of the – 
uh, seasons within 24 hours of each other. And I'm talking about rain, sunshine, snow. It could be all in the same day. So it's interesting, not surprising, that you experienced that during your short time that you stayed here in Boise. Now, uh, you mentioned Tin Roof Tacos. You mentioned Old Chicago. Uh, what was your favorite food that you had here? What was the favorite restaurant that you went to while you were here in Boise? I would say Tin Roof Tacos. Uh, that was the only thing is uh, we were there Thursday through Saturday. So, they, you know, they fed us at the arena. So that was a couple, two or three meals there that we didn't get to go out and really experience, you know, some of the restaurants. But uh, Tin Roof Tacos, a couple of the locals, they uh, told someone about it. And they're like, you have to go. So 1030 in the morning, which I tried to keep as normal of a t- of lunchtime as I could because it's 1230 here in Kentucky. So I'm eating at 1030 in the morning, and I'm like, this is amazing. You know, this I think I got the fajita tacos or fajita beef. Someone got the barbecue. I mean, it was a really, really neat place. It was, yeah, I, I was actually sad because Saturday night I had I left to head back, and a couple people weren't leaving till Sunday, and they went again, and I didn't get to go. So I was, uh, I was sort of upset about that. I think it's pretty obvious that Ten Roof Tacos was a popular choice uh, amongst you and your friends that were here. So that's awesome to hear. Um, I have a a debate going on with the people that I work with in regards to Ten Roof Tacos. Is it really that good? Is it not? Uh, From somebody coming from the South who knows what good food is, the fact that you like Ten Roof Tacos, I think just stamps it that it is worth it and it is a good restaurant. Now, what I wanted to ask you, though, as well, Sean, is while you were here, did you get to go sightseeing? I, I made sure that I got to go see the blue turf. And what did you think of the Smurf turf, Sean? It was great. That's that's a place that on TV, you know, here, Boise State is always the 10, 10, 30, 11 o'clock game here on the weekends. You know, sometimes the Friday night games, they used to play those. Right. So I always caught Boise State. And I don't know if you're, you know, a video gamer like myself, younger when I was younger but I always played the NCAA football games so Boise State was always one of the places I wanted to play with on the game just because of the blue so when we got there and I saw the stadium was so close to the hotel on Friday I walked over and went to the I think it's the Broncos shop I think that's what it's called on the the other side of the stadium made sure I got a hoodie made sure I got a couple of you know souvenirs from there and uh then they said, well, you can see the blue if you go in through the Hall of Fame. So I go in there and I look, and the first thing you see, you know, is the Sugar Bowl or the Fiesta Bowl trophy from Oklahoma. So you remember the Statue of Liberty plays, things like that. So you talk, y'all are talking about Kentucky basketball being this iconic thing. But to us, seeing Boise State football in the blue, that's almost as iconic to me. Because to me, that's one of the landmark places in college football that you, if you're there, you have to see it. So when I stepped out on the patio and I saw the uh, the mountains in the background with the snow top, I'm like, this is uh, this possibly might be the best view in college football. And you're talking about someone that sees SEC stadiums, you know, four or five times a year. It's it's smaller than SEC stadium, but it has everything, and you can tell why it's such a special place. And that's that's what makes it so unique is the blue, the view. And uh, it's a great football program, and I, I could actually – I'm sort of – I want to come back out and actually go to a game at some point, and I'm going to make sure that happens. Well, let me tell you something, Sean. If you decide you want to come down to a game, I'll buy your I'll buy your ticket. I'm paying for you. You can sit with me, and uh, we'll have a good time. Uh, we know how to get in contact with each other, so let's do it. Let's make it happen. Um, it's really cool to hear 
something like that from somebody like yourself because I've grown up here my entire life uh, since you know I've been going to Boise State games since I was four or five years old and I kind of take the the Smurf turf for granted um, I went to school here graduated from Boise State so I always take it for granted I'm at pretty much every single home game and so I don't really think of it as a cool stadium especially after I've been to some big ones like the shoe in Columbus Ohio uh, the Fiesta Bowl in Arizona I've been to the you know Jerry's World in Texas uh, this stadium just seems so small to me but to hear it from somebody who's not around it all the time and especially someone like yourself who's been to some SEC stadiums, like you said, that is awesome. Now, in regards to the people of Boise, I want to know what your overall thoughts were on the, on the Idahoans, the, the Boiseans. What was the overall feel that you got for the people of Boise while you were here? Well, I'll tell you, I learned quickly that it's not Boise. It's Boise. You know, and that's just something that we just didn't know like and it's just something that we had never even even paid attention to really so the first thing that i realized it came over a radio show on the way out there i can't remember which one and someone said it's not boise it's boise so i quickly picked up on it and it was just natural that it started i've said boise for my entire life but the guy was some guy was sitting beside me on press row he was working one of the games and someone said Boise, and he, you just hear this guy yell, it's Boise. So I looked and I said, hey, I had that problem earlier today. But the conversations with people, um, it was really, really a good experience for me. I was The day that I actually was going over to the stadium to see the blue and to go to the shop, I didn't know where the shop was at. So this guy, he's in the middle of his run, and I think he could tell that I was looking for something. So he stops his jog. How many people are going to do that? Yeah, takes out his earphones and says, hey, can I help you? And I'm like, yeah, I'm looking for a, a shop to get some uh, Boise State gear or something, some memorabilia or something to take home with me. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, go this way. And then he stops and he asks me, so what do you think about your experience so far here? And I'm like, huh, you know, this guy wants to stop and have a conversation. So I stopped and talked to him for five or ten minutes. And uh, it seemed like it was everybody wanted to talk. It didn't matter who it was or where we were. They they were interested in what we thought about the place. And then, you know what a lot of people told me? They said, don't tell everybody about it because we want to keep it a secret so everybody doesn't come here. So it was uh, that's where I called it a hidden gem, that a lot of people don't know how great it really is. And that stretch of road like and coming in there, uh, I got to visit Twin Falls, you know, some area out through there. Uh, just a really beautiful place. I'm so glad, Sean, that you had a great time um, and that you enjoyed the people here and that they were welcoming uh, for you guys when you got here. So that makes me happy, and it makes me proud to be an Idahoan, for that matter, uh, for once in my life. Anyways, um, uh, for someone like yourself who, you know, obviously the Kentucky Wildcats have an, a, a major venue, and I'm sure playing in, in the big games that you guys have played in, you've probably traveled to some amazing venues, and you guys had to come to this small, you know, fits about 12,000 people at Max Stadium and Taco Bell Arena. I kind of want to know your honest thoughts on Taco Bell Arena, what the atmosphere was like, and what the layout was like. Give us your honest thoughts. Great venue. It uh, reminded me of a high school venue with how much, you know, how small it is compared to the other ones we've been in. But I told the guy sitting next to me, I said, this is almost a better environment because there, I, I looked around. I said, there's not a bad seat in here. I said, you could sit on the last row of this place, and it's a good seat because everything's right on top of the floor. And the fans were great. Of course, they were pulling for the upset. And I was sitting there the night that you know, Arizona got beat by Buffalo. And I was like, this might not be a good thing. The locals are going to pull for Buffalo. 
but it wasn't like hostile. You know, it wasn't like the places Kentucky travels in the SEC where people are screaming, you know, vulgar things at them or, you know, things like that. It was more, they just, you could tell that this is almost like, I told someone, I tried to describe it. I'm not sure how often the NCAA tournament comes there. I know it's coming again in a few years, so I think maybe every three to four years it's a location. But it seems like it's almost like a holiday thing, that the locals go to those games. It doesn't matter who's playing there. And they're like, you know, they're, let's enjoy some basketball. So it was, a, it was a really good environment. It's going to be a lot different than what we'll see this week. But I asked the players in the locker room what they thought about it, and they're like, yeah, it was a great environment. You know, it's uh to me, you look around the other NCAA tournament games over the weekend, and it was the only one that you couldn't find an empty seat when you watched it on TV. And that says something to me about it. Funny you mentioned the, you know, not a bad seat in the house, you know, phrase, because this season, earlier this year, uh, a group of buddies and myself, uh, we, we all went to the game. Uh, Boise State took on San Diego State, and we had the very top row of the Taco Bell Arena. We were at the very top row, cheap seats, 10 bucks a piece, um, and so we just decided all go to go up there. Now we're getting older, I'm 29 years old, so we don't really care where we sit. We just like to be there uh, for the experience, and I'm going to tell you right now, um, every one of us said the same thing. Those were great seats. In fact, I almost enjoyed being up there because I could see it just fine. I could see the whole court. I could see everything, you know, the plays uh, transpiring as we were watching it. You could see everything, see all the action. Um, I almost liked it more than being close to the court. So it's funny that you said that. Uh, now, you have – you've been to Boise now, and you guys are heading to the Sweet 16 down in Atlanta this weekend. And obviously you've gone to some some crazy cities traveling with the Kentucky Wildcats. I want to know your thoughts, Sean. Like what is your favorite city – that this you know experience this this job has taken you to oh man that's uh that's a tough one this is uh I, I travel with them everywhere they go so i've been you know to gainesville florida i've been to uh both columbia south carolina and missouri i'm gonna i'm gonna say boise's been my favorite i'm just gonna say that just because of I, this is the thing that separated Boise from me. And I'm not just saying this because I'm on your show. I, I know you could tell when you messaged me the other night that I really enjoyed staying there. Right. Just because I was excited to do this. But the thing that separates it for me was, and this, I don't want this to sound bad to the other places, but the entire time that I was in Boise and walking around, I didn't feel like I had any concerns of where I was at. In other places that we go, say Atlanta this weekend, there's some areas of Atlanta you don't want to be. And, you know, not being from that area, you might know where you might not know where those areas are at. But in Boise, we walked downtown, walked back to the hotel a mile or so, and that was what separated from me. It was almost like the small-town feel. It's a lot like Lexington, Kentucky. Small town, still with, with a big town, but with a small-town feel is what I'm trying to say. And I think that's what separated from me. The thing that I would compare it to the most would be probably Starkville, Mississippi, because it's the same way. It's sort of, you know, out to where nobody really knows it's there until you get there and then you fall in love with it. So a place like that, that's uh, that's what separated. That's why I would put Boise at the top. Crazy, because you've been to some crazy cities, some big-time cities, and, and, you know, Boise being at the top of your list is, is awesome. So it's really refreshing to hear coming from an Idahoan like myself. And, Sean, you guys have had so many good teams come through Kentucky, especially in the last seven to 10 years. Uh, one of which took out my Buckeyes a couple, you know, probably like five, six years ago, uh, Brandon Knight, I think was on that team. Uh, just a devastating loss for me, but I want to know 
who your favorite Kentucky team was uh, in the last 10 years? It, it would have to be the 2012 championship team that had Anthony Davis on that team just because those guys, um, the thing with John Calipari and that people still haven't really figured it out is that his, a lot of his teams will struggle during the regular season and then get it right, and just like they have this year, they've got it right, and they've got a chance to they've got a chance to win the whole thing. But that 2012 team, to me, they they had it from the start, and guys bought in, and they you know were selfless. They didn't care about their success; they cared about their teammates. And uh, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, I don't know if you've heard the story or not. Uh, SEC tournament championship game, Kentucky senior leader Darius Miller had been struggling, hadn't scored a point in the entire tournament. Michael Kidd Gilchrist was the number two pick in the NBA draft that year. He goes and tells Coach Cal he wants to give up his starting spot for Darius so Darius can get going. And Cal's like, I'm not doing that. You go give it to me. So the Kid Gilchrist goes and tells Darius, hey, I want you to start for me. Kentucky lost that game, but Darius had like 15 or 16 points. The next week in the NCAA tournament, Kentucky got rolling. They won six straight and won a title. That was why that team was my favorite, just because of – the personalities, but I'll tell you this much too. This team right now, for what all they've went through this year, they lost four games in a row in February. Everybody counted them out, said that they were the worst team Cal's had. If this team can police it and gets to the Final Four, it'll be it'll be right there in a close second for me. Man, I'm pulling for you guys, Sean. Uh, I really am. Uh, I, I like. For one, I can't root for Gonzaga, even though they're close to here, because they beat my Buckeyes, so I hate them right now. But in regards to uh, Kentucky, I'm pulling for you guys. I want you guys to win. I appreciate you sharing that that story with us as well. I didn't know that story about Kid Gilchrist and, and how that all went down, so that's really interesting to hear. And you know what? My thoughts are this. like If you can make it to the Final Four, so you get you get past the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight, and you can make it to the Final Four, it's a crapshoot. And you guys have the athletes on this squad to actually get it done. Um, it, it's not like, you know, the, the most talented Kentucky team as far as top to bottom is concerned, but you guys have the athletes and the discipline to get it finished. Like you said, you guys are rolling. Um, you guys know how to, you know, you're, you're hitting the stride at the right time. And so you get to the final four, it's essentially anyone's game. That, that's, that's, that's the point I've been trying to tell everyone is if you make it to that final weekend, you're in the conversation. That's all that you ask for. Uh, but yeah, you're probably not the only one that's pulling for Kentucky from Boise. I think a lot. I think I picked up a lot of people uh, about my tweet saying how much I enjoyed, you know, my stay there. there was, I couldn't believe how many people replied and was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that you all got to come here and I'm good luck in your game." It was just, it was almost like back. It almost felt like I was back home with some of the, you know, the the kindness and the way people spoke. It was a uh, overall great experience. Man, that's what I'm talking about, Sean. It sounds like you did your part from a media perspective. I mean, you came over here to the other side of the country, brought back some fans to Kentucky with you, so that's perfect. And, hey, like I said, if you want to come to a game, come down here. I'll buy the ticket. We'll hang out. We'll do that thing, uh, and you can experience a Boise State football game with me. How's that sound? Sounds great. Thank you so much for having me. No doubt, man. And for all my listeners that are out there, this is the Game Time Guru. Hope you enjoyed the discussion. We'll talk to you next week. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars, and leave me a review, it would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.